Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening in with us today on our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. Our podcasts are brought to you by the Military Child Education Coalition, whose work is focused on ensuring quality educational opportunities for all military-connected children affected by mobility, family separation, deployments, and transition. Here at the MSEC, we want to ensure that every military child is college, workforce, and life ready. In our podcast, we will share your stories as we talk to military service members, professionals, parents, and military kids. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. Welcome, everyone, to our podcast for the sake of the child. My name is Tara Gleason. I'm the spouse of an active duty service member, parent to three military kids, parent-to-parent educator and curriculum developer, and now podcast producer at the Military Child Education Coalition, and I am your host. Today, we're going to talk about inspiring children to get a post-secondary education. Joining me is Eric Waldo. He is the executive director at Reach Higher that works to inspire every student in the United States to take charge of their future by completing their post-secondary education. Mr. Waldo has continued his work on college access and completion initiatives as the Executive Vice President of Education at Civic Nation. He's also a newly elected member of the Board of Directors at the Military Child Education Coalition. Mr. Waldo, thank you so much for joining us today. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and your role with the MSEC and military children? Tara, thank you so much for having me on today. I'm so pleased to be on the podcast. Just to give you a little bit about my life and role and my work with military-connected families, uh, I basically spent the last 11 years or so of my life uh, working in in politics and education, uh, really on the cusp of trying to make sure we inspire more and more young people to pursue and complete their education past high school. I was originally a teacher when I started my career. I then became a lawyer and have worked um, really in the mix of policy and education. I've done that primarily as a political appointee. I was the deputy chief of staff at the U.S. Department of Education for Secretary Duncan for about five and a half years. And then I spent my last three years of the Obama administration working at the White House, supporting former First Lady Michelle Obama on her initiative, Reach Higher, uh, which we're talking a little bit about today, which we're continuing in the nonprofit space. But when I started this work at the Department of Ed, I actually became the Office of the Secretary's designee on a bunch of military task forces. So uh, President Obama created a military interagency task force that I was a part of. I began visiting military schools in the United States and abroad as part of the Department of Defense Education Activity, DODEA, where I became um, the chair of the advisory board for dependence education. So I began working on issues at ED, at uh, interagency work with the uh, Pentagon and others on how are we going to help military-connected families because we know that they have unique challenges, unique strengths, and given what's been happening with deployments and and sort of the, the, the terms uh, of engagement that we've had uh, since 9-11, we know that this community needs our support. And so it's been really a, an honor and a pleasure for me in my career um, to get to meet folks um, like Mary Keller from MSEC, um, work with military families in the United States on military bases, uh, work with school systems like DODIA, and think about how do we do a better job um, supporting and creating a culture uh, where military families are, are, are identified for their strengths but also have their unique needs and challenges met uh, because we know that um, they, they have some, some certain needs that we want to make sure we as a society and a culture are recognizing it and, and building upon. So uh, that was really me. I spent all those years as a political appointee in the Obama administration, and now I've continued my work, um, and we are doing it here uh, at Civic Nation where we're talking about encouraging young people through the Reach Higher initiative uh, to commit to an education past high school, whether it's a two-year degree, 
a four-year degree, a community college, or a certificate or credential. But we know that some education past high school has to be the goal for every young person to be successful in today's global knowledge-based economy. So I did this work uh, at the White House uh, with Mrs. Obama as our brand ambassador, given her experience as a first-generation college grad. And now I do it here in the nonprofit space where we work with school districts, school counselors, and schools around the country to try to change culture and make all young people see themselves as college material and know that the value an education can provide them in their life is ongoing. So I really view ourselves as trying to build that culture. Uh, I used to tell folks you could think of Mrs. Obama as the school counselor-in-chief for the entire country, and, you know, I see my job as trying to really inspire young people and let them see what's possible if they keep pursuing their education past high school. So where can our listeners find out more information after today's podcast on the work that you're doing at Civic Nation? There are two places I would send you. Uh, we actually, through the Rich Hire Initiative, have a student-facing initiative that's called Better Make Room. I know we'll talk about that in a little bit. But you can go to bettermakeroom.org. That's bettermakeroom.org. And you can learn about the work we're doing to try to connect students with the resources they need to be successful in this country. Um, if you want to learn more about Civic Nation in general, and I will say Civic Nation is where I sit. It's where the Rich Hire Initiative sits. We are an umbrella nonprofit that works on health issues, that works on education issues, that works on social justice issues and women's empowerment. And we have a bunch of different campaigns, campaigns that encourage young people and college students to become more civically engaged in voting. Uh, it encourages folks to uh, try to avoid the, the traps of uh, college, um, college sexual assault. Uh, we work on trying to do some anti-hate initiatives through an Erase the Hate campaign. And actually, we have a free community college campaign called America's College Promise that we run with Dr. Biden, uh, former second lady, uh, Dr. Jill Biden. And so you you can learn more about that if you just go to www.civicnation.org. We know that post-secondary education doesn't only mean a four-year college or university. So whether a student chooses to do a professional training program, attend a community college, or go to a two-year college, we hope that all children grow up to be able to follow their dreams. What can we do to help make this hope a reality? This podcast is geared towards military-connected parents, so where do parents start? Well, this is a great, great question, Tara. I will tell you that, number one, we know that actually parents, of course, are the first teachers and the first influencers for every young person. And so it's never too early to start thinking about college. And I appreciate that you meant, you know, post-secondary, you, you nailed all the different types. When I say college, I mean it as a shorthand for exactly what you mentioned, a two-year degree, a four-year degree, a community college, a certificate, a credential. Uh, and then when parents are thinking about this, even when you know, they may have a newborn on their hands, it's not too early to think about a college experience for, for your young person. And so part of that is how do we connect parents to the resources to understand the path in front of them? I would encourage you, as I've already mentioned, to go to bettermakeroom.org and learn a little bit more about this. But in general, I would say, Parents need to do all those things that we know will get students on the path to school, which means being preschool ready, being kindergarten ready, reading to your kids at night, uh, talking about education throughout your lives, showing young people the value of education. We know that parents reading to their kids is tremendously valuable. We know that talking to students and actually even just talking to your young people, even if you didn't realize that the words you're sharing are having an influence on their lives. We know that low-income students actually show up to kindergarten with about a 20 million word gap compared to their upper-income quartile peers. And that's because they just aren't being exposed to as many words. Their parents may not know to read to them, to talk to them. And so 
one of the earliest things we can do is just get students excited about education early by reading to them, talking to them, um, bringing them into our experiences and treating them uh, as, as, and teaching them a culture of valuing education. But I would say that for parents of young people, you want to be thinking about building you know, the love of learning and the value of education throughout your experience and lives. And that means very basic things like making sure school is a priority in your household. As I mentioned, reading to young people, extracurricular activities, making sure that education is viewed really in the way that we want it to be viewed. And so, you know, I run a program through Reach Hire. We do something called College Signing Day, and I know we can talk about some of those pieces shortly. But it's an example where we actually take a moment around the country on May 1st where students are celebrating college-going culture. Um, May 1st is the deadline for high school seniors to let colleges know where they plan to attend. And so communities around the country, over 2,000 uh, communities did it this year with 600,000 students. Uh, you have all these high school seniors. They put on their college gear. They get to go to a rally. They tell their parents, their peers, their teachers where they're going to go to school. So you'd wear your, your, your college shirt or, you know, you're going to Ohio State, you're going to Cleveland State, you're going to Cuyahoga Community College. Um, and it's this moment of pride, and people take those selfies and post those pictures. And the cool thing is we actually have learned that it's not just high school seniors who are doing this. We have middle schools that do it. We have elementary schools. Um, we have teachers who take these opportunities to actually talk to young people about college. So a teacher can talk to their young person about where they went. They can have students imagine where they're going, draw pictures of what they want to do and be, and explain how college is part of that story. Um, and we actually have, we know there's great books out there. There's actually elementary school books like Mahalia Mouse Goes to College, where you can talk to a young person about college. You can show them or visit a college campus. And even if you don't have a college in your community, I know that many military families are often scattered and in remote locations. There's actually really cool programs um, that are free to view online. There's a program called Google Expeditions, uh, which is a free platform. You can go online through the Google Cardboard app and basically tour over 100 colleges around the country. Um, Mrs. Obama did this with Howard Community College and did a visit of their nursing program. But you can get a 360 view and walk around a nursing program, visit a college campus, visit a dining hall, all with just an internet connection. So there's so many ways that you can engage and really try to build and create that love of learning and that college-going culture. But again, some of these things are pretty basic. We, need, we know that uh, value in education, reading to young people, helping out at home, and really making sure that education is a priority in your life uh, is a way to signal to a young person that uh, college matters and a post-secondary uh, experience is going to make a difference for young people, teaching them that they are valuable and that you believe in them no matter what they want to do. With hard work, they can achieve a college dream. So you mentioned some earlier, but what are some supports or resources that are available? So I did a little bit of research, and I think you've mentioned some of these already, and I found that in 2015, Reach Hire launched that Better Make Room that you talked about. That's a student-facing campaign, and that was designed to reach students where they're at through social media. We know how much our teams utilize social media. There's events such as that College Signing Day and the Beating the Odds Summit, and up next, which is that free college access tool designed to notify students and their advisors on all things college. Please tell us more about these excellent opportunities. Absolutely. So when you think about supports and resources, first I actually want to go off and say, number one, we know when we talk to families and students, one of the biggest concerns that they raise is financing. Uh, can I afford college? And the reality is I know that people are rightly concerned about the growing cost of college, but the reality is, is that there is money out there for young people through grants and loans, and actually the federal government makes 
billions of dollars, billions of dollars available every year, and over $150 billion uh, is made available through the Office of Federal Student Aid at the Department of Education. And so number one, we know that students should be filling out if you're a high school senior, you should be filling out your FAFSA, which becomes available on October 1st of every year, and that is available at FAFSA, F-A-F-S-A dot gov. And filling out your FAFSA is what's going to make you eligible to receive things like a maximum Pell Grant. The Pell Grant makes is a, is a grant. It's uh, over $5,000 uh, to students to help them access college. Through the federal government, you can also find resources for other loans and scholarships and grants available. So number one is there's money out there for you. Uh, filling out your FAFSA, getting that done early is a critical step. And number two, you talked about some individual programming that we make available through the REACH Higher Initiative. And I already mentioned College Signing Day. Again, you can go to bettermakeroom.org and you can click on our College Signing Day tab. We host uh, literally over 2,000 events every year. Uh, we give micro-grants to schools to put on these events, to print out signs, to uh, host a party to celebrate uh, those seniors to create that college-going culture. I encourage you to check it out. Um, the Beating the Odds Summit is something we do every summer where we take first-generation college students who are transitioning to college in the fall, and we try to do a workshop with them to make them ready for college because we know even for the students who graduate high school and they get into college, too many of them either don't show up or when they do show up onto a college campus, they feel overwhelmed. They don't know how to navigate it. They may not know how to pick classes or they may feel out of place. And so we host these summits to try to make sure young people have that sense of belonging, know how to navigate college. Um, you should check out our website at bettermakeroom.org to find the resources that we'll make available for your young people so that they can navigate college on day one. And with that, one of the things we do is the Up Next texting platform. It is a free text messaging service that we offer. We text with over 120,000 students in all 50 states. Um, you can just text the word college to 44044 to sign up. You, again, you can go to bettermakeroom.org, click on the Up Next tab, and learn more about this program. It's for high school students. They text into this program, and then they're going to be connected to a near-peer mentor, usually a college student. They're going to be connected to someone who's going to give them uh, help them navigate questions. We'll send them some reminders. So, hey, actually, you can get a free SAT training course through Khan Academy, and they'll explain to you how you can do that. So, again, you'll be ready for the, AC, for the SAT or ready for the ACT or how to get that fee waiver. Um, they'll remind them about, hey, here's how you're going to apply to college or here's how you're going to fill out that FAFSA and get help. We not only have terrific near-peer mentors who are real human beings who are texting with students, but we also actually have school counselors who are supporting us through folks like the college advising course. So if you've got a question, a really complicated question, and you're worried, I'm not sure this person I'm texting with is going to have the answer, they're connected to experts who are going to make sure that parents, students, etc., are getting the support that they need. Uh, and not only do we know this is a good idea, we actually have research that shows this works. We have a partnership with Professor Ben Castleman from the University of Virginia, and he's shown that these text messaging campaigns increase the percentage of students graduating from high school, applying to college, and actually finishing college through their sophomore year and persisting, which is a big deal. So it's not just statistically significant, it's having a big impact. It's 11, 12%, 13% increases in these really important steps. So students are getting more money for college, students are applying to more colleges, students are getting in and, 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 and furthering their education and not just giving up. And so it's a big deal for us. So we're really, really excited about some of our programs. As I mentioned, you can learn more at bettermakeroom.org. You should also follow us on Twitter. You can follow at ReachHire. You can follow at BetterMakeRoom on Twitter, on Instagram. 
And these are places where we post some fun contests. We just did a contest where we gave away seven laptops to uh, incoming freshmen. Uh, we do things like that to try to get young people excited. We do all sorts of questions and answers with great counselors and school counselors of the year. We want to make sure that young people are hearing the answers from us on social media where we know they're spending so much time. And I like that you're doing some supports after they're already in college. So, so often, you know, those freshmen start that freshman year, but the completion rate is where the big issues are. So I love that some of these resources are targeted for students directly while they're in college. I think that's spot on. So this podcast is all about telling stories. Do you have a final inspirational story or message for us that you'd like to share with our listeners? Absolutely. So there's a young man uh, whom I met during my time doing this work. His name is Rolando Brown. He lives in Baltimore, and he is a first-generation college grad. And Rolando is someone I met doing this work, and we create a relationship. And now I actually bring him to speak to students at our Beating the Odds Summit, or I have them, him meet with current high school seniors around the country. Rolando is someone who grew up in Baltimore. He didn't grow up with a father. He had a single mom and grew up in a really tough neighborhood and tough community in Baltimore where there was a lot of bad things going on on the corner and in the streets. But Rolando had teachers who believed in him. He worked really hard, and he got into college. And Rolando will tell you when he got to college, he was so happy and proud to get there. But when he got to college on day one, he realized how far behind he was, and he was really struggling. And he will tell you, you know, he was depressed, he was concerned, but he asked for help. He went to the writing center at Towson, and he met people who were committed to helping him become a better writer, to help work with him to get better study habits, to help work with him to understand about how to go to office hours, how to ask for help, how to create a support system and support network. He didn't have to do it alone. And Rolando graduated from college, the first in his family. And he went on also to get a graduate degree. And now Rolando works at a nonprofit called Thread in Baltimore, and he works with students, first-generation, low-income students, and he helps them get access to more support programs in high school and college. He helps them see themselves as college material. And when I brought Rolando to speak with other young people, the first thing he'll tell them is, you know, you may feel like I don't belong on a college campus or that everyone else is right. And he said, my goal is to tell you, you do belong there. You are college material. And asking for help is not weakness. And, you know, Rolando is living his truth today in Baltimore, trying to help reach back down, provide that ladder of opportunity to more young people to get an education, no matter what their circumstances were. And so Rolando gives me a lot of hope um, because he's overcome tremendous obstacles. But I know there are so many more young people like Rolando out there in the community around this country who, if we just invested a little bit in them, if we taught them how to navigate applying to college, getting scholarships, getting help, when you get to college, realizing that you don't have to do this by yourself, that there's so many people, nonprofits, and communities that want to see you succeed, um, that's going to change their lives, and that's going to change the lives of our country um, and people around the world. So I'm, I'm hopeful that if we keep showing people what's possible if they get a post-secondary education, there's nothing that we can't accomplish. So we were chatting a little bit before we started recording, and you shared with me that you have a podcast as well. So would you tell us a little bit about your podcast and how people could find it? Absolutely. So, yes, I'm also a podcast person. Uh, I host a podcast called Swamped. That's S-W-A-M-P-E-D. We capitalize the E-D, so it looks like Swamp Ed. Uh, it's based here in Washington, D.C., where I work. It's 
some former colleagues of mine from the White House and the Department of Education, and we talk about issues surrounding education policy from the perspective of the D.C. swamp, and we talk to policymakers, we talk to teachers, we talk to counselors, we talk to senators, we talk to people around the country, we've talked to two um, secretaries of education, we've had 29 episodes, we've had two councils of the year, and we have this podcast because we know there's so many good things happening. We try to end every episode with something we call a moment of hope. And as you can tell, uh, talking about someone like Orlando does make me hopeful. So if folks want to go and search on iTunes, on Google Play, uh, or even on Spotify, just search Swamped and you can like us, subscribe to us, and write a review on iTunes, help other people find it. But yes, we are committed to lifting up all some incredible people around the country who are doing work in education to change the lives of young people and, and make this a stronger country. Well, I look forward to it. I, I love listening to podcasts. I'm definitely going to be looking that up today and, and downloading some episodes. Tara, yeah. one more other thing is that you can follow uh, me on Twitter at EWWaldo. You can follow the Swamp Podcast at, at @SwampedPod, and that's how folks can also find our episodes and find the work that we're doing. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for talking with us today and sharing your knowledge and expertise Thanks to all our listeners for joining us. Please like, share, and subscribe, and we appreciate your comments, questions, ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. We would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids.